Hi guys and welcome back to the OSU Sports Management YouTube channel. My name is Emma and today with me I have Bridget Woodruff Wood who is a 2006 graduate from our program and is now at the University of Wisconsin as an assistant AD for careers and leadership. So firstly thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to, to be here and joining with you. Sure, thank you. So firstly, we're going to start off with, um, could you give us a description of your career so far and any of the responsibilities that you currently have? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my career um, actually in the world of sports medicine and athletic training was my undergrad degree at the University of Wisconsin La Crosse, so a smaller division three school um, in Wisconsin. And I realized, you know, when, um, when I graduated that that actually wasn't the career path that I really wanted to mm -hmm. get into. And that's what led me to um, sport management program at Ohio State was I knew I wanted to stay in sport. Sport was always a huge part of my life, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do within sport. And, um, you know, total actual happenstance story of how I ended up getting my graduate assistant position in the student athlete support services office at Ohio State, so in the SASO office. So I started mm -hmm. my career there um, in the life skills programming and um, academic advising. And um, from there, I was fortunate enough to get back to Wisconsin because I'm born and raised a Badger. I was you know, excited to get the opportunity to come back sure. to our flagship institution and um, started my career as an academic advisor and um, still running life skills programming and was actually tasked with starting our diversity and inclusion programming at that time. So mm -hmm. that was back in 2007. And so from there, I've been fortunate that I've kind of every three or four years been given new challenges or new opportunities to grow within um, the athletics department here at Wisconsin. So I went from um, becoming assistant director of academic services but realized that my passion really lied more in the student athlete development or the life skills mm -hmm. um, side of the student services of that work that we do. And so in 2013, um, Wisconsin made a decision to separate um, our academics unit and our student athlete development, our life skills programming okay. at that time. And so they became two separate units. And then I was asked to lead that unit and it's, we've just continued to evolve from there. So at Wisconsin, we're fortunate that, um, our administrators really believe in, in student support, in student support services. And so my unit has um, evolved. I always kind of talk about we're almost like a little startup. So we went from doing like all student athlete development programming to now we were able to um, narrow our focus to just career and leadership um, because we had other units that, mm -hmm. that were developed to do community service and our inclusion and engagement work, um, all the other kind of pieces to life skills per se that we did, we've developed new units and there's um, leaders and staff in those units, which allowed us to really kind of narrow that focus, um, which kind of brings me to my role now. So my role now is that I actually get to oversee and lead the efforts of our career and leadership team, but also our W Club, which is our Letter Winners Association. Mm -hmm. and. I think it's, uh, it's about two years now, not quite two years now, that we um, made the strategic decision to align those two units together um, intentionally so that um, we could really harness our alumni base and have them tap into them to help develop our students, but then mm -hmm. also help them in their career trajectory or their career path. So whether it's 
you know, helping prep them for things or hiring them for internships and full-time jobs when they graduate. So we're really intentional with how can our alum give back in ways other than, you know, financial ways, um, but with their time and their network and their expertise, why not marry those two together? Um, so that's now where I get to, to kind of sit where I oversee both of those units and then I have directors um, that lead the staff members, you know, of those two units. But really the strategy, again, is always surrounded around best developing our students to, you know, allow them to reach their full potential. So yeah, that's kind of my story in my current role. That's really good. And it's nice how it was kind of like an organic pro progression rather than like moving all the time, which is really good, especially when like yourself, you wasn't too sure what you wanted to do at the beginning and it kind of all fell into place, which is really nice. Yeah. Cool. And something too, um, for me in that realm, like I love that concept too, right? Like everywhere I've gone throughout my career, every kind of role that I've had, as you continue to grow, you figure out and find out things that you do and don't like in your role yeah. and that's what really helps shape you you know to continue to craft out your career that and being an advocate for yourself right like if you see an opportunity that exists don't be afraid to appropriately advocate for yourself um, <laughs> once you've shown the skills you know and your ability to do the work i think that those are um, two really important things to keep in mind because i am fortunate to be able to stay at wisconsin right in athletics oftentimes mm -hmm. you have to bounce around um so yeah that was an important thing for me Exactly. So in terms of like the challenges or the struggles, you slightly touched upon it. So in the roles that you have, where have you found those challenges and how have you overcame them? Yeah, I think, you know, if it's kind of generalizing along the way through my career, if I can pinpoint probably the one that's the one challenge that's probably the hardest is really it's students time, right? So when you're in a support role per se, you know, when we're in the student services area, um, these student athletes have such limited time, right? Um, they're balancing enormous amounts of time commitments. Um, and so for us, it's the balance of not taking up too much of their time, yet also trying to help them, you know, the biggest challenge is helping to try to give them perspective that they're not going to gain two until two, three years out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we hear so many people, why didn't I utilize these resources or these services until, you know, it was gone. Um, but sometimes it just takes time to make those realizations and have that perspective. But um, I think, you know, I think the biggest challenge is managing their time, um, not overloading them, helping them to realize the value in the resources that we do have and provide that frankly won't be there forever for them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that we overcome it is, honestly it's relationships you have to have strong solid relationships with your coaches as well as with your student athletes right like if you um they don't necessarily have to come see us so if you get the you get one opportunity to make a solid impression on that student and show them how you can help and build that relationship if it's not solid from the beginning it's you're quickly going to lose them because of those time demands and they're pulled in so many other ways so you know, if I would, that's probably what I would categorize as like an overall sort of mm -hmm. challenge that I've seen throughout my career. And I think as well, just because you have such a spectrum of athletes um, from like ability to just personal, like how they are personality wise. Mm -hmm. And then academically, just all these factors that you have to make very specific to each individual. So that must also be a challenge to kind of like work with. 
cool so the next question yeah is, and so, that's where oh, oh you go you can go you can go <laughs> oh no i was i was just gonna say um that's where i do feel really fortunate because you're spot on every single student is unique and they're all individual and the part that we're really fortunate in terms of the career side is we've got the staff resources to have individualized plans for all of our students so we don't have to do mass programming we're making it individual to them which allows and it helps with that buy-in you know when it's personalized for them so that's that's a key part if anyone was going to get into this work awesome so in terms of influences who has influenced you the most in your career and how yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, absolutely. So Leslie Barnes was the staff member at Ohio State who hired me as a graduate assistant. So she totally took a chance on me of like, you know, this girl who went to undergrad for athletic training, and now she's going to make a leap into student support services, you know, around mm -hmm. life skills and academic advising. So she took a leap of faith with me and hired me as a, a GA. But she was a pioneer, is a pioneer mm -hmm. in the world of life skills. And so I was super fortunate to um, work under her while I was at Ohio State. Um, Doug T. So Doug is my current super, direct supervisor. He's actually the one that hired me initially back or to Wisconsin in 2007 mm -hmm. and um, has continued to give me opportunities to grow, you know, through all these uh, this positions and the opportunities at Wisconsin. Um, you know, I guess I would say certainly colleagues across the country that I engage with regularly, but the other key influence I would say in my career has been um, Chris McIntosh. He's our deputy athletics director. And um, he, he brings a very different lens to sports. So he played at Wisconsin. He was a football player, played in the NFL. So he has that background, but he comes from more of a, um, the business world, the startup world. And so really just challenges my thinking in a really positive way and kind of pushes me outside of my comfort zone um, in ways that really I hadn't been before. So he's been someone that's definitely had a great impact on my career as well, too. Oh, that's good. And I guess it's good that you can bring both together to combine it and then kind of digest it to move forward with the role that you have, which is super mm -hmm. cool. Cool. So many um, students aspire to be um, professional athletes once they graduate. So what do you have in place to ensure that it's received um, and engaged with effective exposure for what it, for the working world? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, something, you know, that we, we deal with all the time, right back to their time and what are their priorities. So mm -hmm. the very first thing that we set, so we have um, in our career and leadership team, we have four staff members that all serve as um, career counselors. Mm -hmm. So all of our UW student athletes have an academic advisor who's going to help them plan their degree and their classes and tutors and et cetera. Then they also have a, a career coach who's assigned or career counselor who's assigned to their, um, their team as well. And so from the get go, those conversations are, we talk about parallel plans. We don't talk about plan A and plan B. Um, plan A being professional sports and plan B being not because as soon as you, start talking to a kid or a student about how they need to have a plan B because they're not going to make it, they're, they're tuning you out. They're not going to listen. Right. Mm. So that's first and foremost, we talk about parallel plans. And we also talk about what can you be doing now that's going to help you in your professional career. Um, you know, whether that's your, your speaking skills, your interviewing skills, building a resume, finding out what your interests are and exploring those career interests, because we may say to a student, 
okay, so if you do go play in the professional sports and you make a ton of money, what are you going to do with your money? Like, let's explore that. What are your interest areas? And let's get you some exposure to, um, to those career, um, Mm -hmm. career opportunities. So we have, um, we have like five different phases that we kind of walk students through from a career um, perspective, whether it's, um, you know, self-awareness to exploration, to goal setting, to preparation, to then placement. So we walk students through, we've got activities and, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching that we do through all of those phases. Again, the key part being that it's individualized for those students, right? So we have a student who comes in and they've only got five hours a week in the summer to get some sort of work experience or work exposure. That career counselor is going to work with our employer relations staff and our alumni staff to find some sort of opportunity for them. You know, it might not be your traditional nine to five mm -hmm. internship all summer long, but we're going to help to make modifications um, and work with employers who really see that value in our student athletes skills that they bring to the table. So um, a lot of individualized support and approach um, is what really helps us to get them that exposure. Um, and goes back to what I said earlier about your relationships with coaches. If coaches can see the value in um, the work that you're doing and that it's not just going to take up time, right? That's a huge thing um, that helps support our students too, or helping a student learn how to advocate for themselves in a conversation with a coach who might want to, you know, may then be supportive to letting them to go do an internship one day a week or whatever it might be. So those are kind of some key things that we do um, for all of our students, but in particular for students who have pro aspirations as well, too. And especially for student athletes who are used to strict schedules it's nice that you've broken it down so it looks like well not so it looks like so there are achievable goals along the way which for me I'm an athlete too so I have everything down to make sure that I achieve all of them and then the next question is what areas of the working world do you tend to see most student athletes favor towards and favor least towards yeah that's a good question um we have a whole you know spectrum of you know, we've got, I think it's like, I think our students are in like 90 different majors across campus. So it is really a huge kind of spectrum of where they end up in. Um, but our students are going to gravitate towards because they're successful at it. Um, things that have goals, like you just said, goal setting, metrics that they might be able to achieve, um, things that are competitive, um, spaces that they might have some individual control, but yet also they're part of a team that meets a team goal. Um, you know, those types of environments our students really thrive in because of the transferable skills that they've learned, um, which, you know, generalizing sometimes that'll lead to sales, sales types roles. Um, but honestly, we, you know, we have the full spectrum of, you know, students that end up with full rides to medical school or continuing on to professional school to, um, you name it, engineers, you know, everything in between. So I really, I think it's kind of those careers that can tap into their, their natural transferable skills that they've learned as an athlete. And it's nice that you highlight the skills as opposed to the sports that they might be in, because within sport, people are just so educated and have so many talents. And the fact that you said like medical school, which is really hard to balance alongside training to maybe like AD or something of those lines so like you said there's a big spectrum yeah 
Yeah. So why did you choose OSU to study your sports master's degree? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so for me, part of it was, so I went to a division three school for undergrad, so a smaller school. So I definitely wanted exposure to a larger, you know, division one school, more, you know, um, city, urban, you know, type environment was a big part of it. Um, the, yet the appeal, the Midwest appeal, you know, is still appealed to me given that I'm from Wisconsin. So that was cool. But kind of one of the um, two parts that set it apart, the, um, the prestige of the program, you know, your, the, the process you take to go to get into the program. But then also the cool, the really big part for me was because I was so undecided um, in terms of what area of sport I wanted to work in, the ability to do practicum work and internships as part of your your program or your degree was really appealing to me. Um, I didn't at the time have an interest in like writing um, thesis or research papers, et cetera. It was more about getting that practical experience. So the fact that that was tied into the degree was a big part of it for me as well, too. Um, yeah, so I think those are kind of the key reasons uh, why I ended up choosing the program. And then in terms of your experiences whilst you were here, do you have a favorite memory? It might not be good, it might not be bad, but just a memory that stuck <laughs> with you. Yeah, honestly, oh gosh. I mean, we had a really close class, so we spent a lot of time, like, it's awesome when you're in that small cohort environment and the majority of people are coming in new, you know, it's like you're a freshman all over again, meeting new people yeah. and, and joining that cohort, but um so we had a ton of fun outside of our work environments and our role and stuff. So I made some great friends, but honestly, the really funny part was I will never forget day one, my roommate. So I ended up with a, uh, you know, a random roommate, but she was in the program. So we roomed together and um, another um, fellow classmate who she went to OSU for undergrad. And so the three of us were just walking to um, decided we were going to walk to class together the very first day. Um, well, we were late. <laughs> So it was like we walked into our very first grad school class of our entire cohort and yeah. to be honest I think all the instructors were there and we like snuck in and had to like walk to the front to try to find seats because we were super late and they had already started so um it shows you a little bit of my personality of I'm very much my undergrad very much taught me if you're early you're on time if you're on time you're late if you're late don't even show up so like <laughs> that memory sticks with me of like oh gosh we were late on our very first day of class <laughs> Oh, wow. But honestly, think... getting to explore the campus and the downtown Columbus area was super awesome. Yeah, I could just imagine all the eyes just focused on you guys as you walked in and took your seats very <laughs> quietly, <laughs> at least. <laughs> okay, cool. So in terms of the incoming students who will be joining our degree, uh, our program, sorry, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think part of it goes back to why I chose the program. Um, take advantage of every practicum experience you can get um, or internship experience, volunteer your time for free, um, especially you know, if you have the means and the capacity to do that, certainly mm -hmm. like wanting to respect everyone's um, backgrounds and where they're coming from. But um, you know, if, you, if you're uncertain about what role you wanna go into, like that was one of the best things for me, you know, getting to experience a high school athletic director. What does a high school mm -hmm. athletic director do on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Like I always thought, oh, that'd be kind of a really cool job. And then I shadowed a high school AD and I was like, mm, maybe, maybe not so much for me, right? Like, 
you really have to, to dig in and understand um, the day in and day out of that role and the career trajectory for those roles and the, and the responsibilities that you have. And even navigating like, what division of sports do you wanna work in? Um, so I would say explore and get as much experience as you can. And the other piece, which I didn't do a great job um, in this, but is building your network and maintaining your network, right? So I guarantee that if you reach out to a former OSU graduate, just like you reaching out to me to do this, like I was honored to do this. Anyone that reach, you might reach out to for an informational interview or to just understand their career path or understand if they have openings or a volunteer opportunity, whether it's in the Columbus area or, or elsewhere, um, go do that. Like, don't be afraid. Um, put yourself out there and push yourself to, to get the most out of your experience. And I think across all the interviews that we have been doing, the key things that have been networking definitely and making the most of the um, facilities and resources that they have at the school. So I can definitely uh, <laughs> agree with you on that one. So moving on. So you are a member of the National Association of Coll Collegiate, I can never say that word, Women Athletics Administration Society. Woo, that is a mouthful. So do you feel like that has helped you um, develop certain skills or characteristics within the role you currently have? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, and honest, uh, actually that organization has since changed their name, which is much easier to say now because that was always a mouthful for me too. But now okay. it's, um, I think it's women, college women leaders in sport, collegiate college women leaders in sport. I'm, okay. I'm butchering that. I apologize to the organization. But anyway, it's so there's been a transition there. But honestly, um, the biggest part for me there was so certainly having a community of um, females, right? So sport is predominantly and has been um, in, I will say in certain spaces, predominantly male driven, right? So mm -hmm. that's one of the unique things that I've experienced. So this, I would say that the student services area is heavy female driven um, or, you know, um, populated by females in terms of staff, in terms of their roles, but administratively it's more male dominated, right? So you got, you have to navigate kind of those two different worlds. And um, so having a space uh, for females to go has been really important, but um, honestly, my personal opinion, if, if progress is gonna be made, males need to engage in those conversations too, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's lifting up those voices and lifting up those individuals. Um, that's really powerful. So I will say that part of it. And then the other piece of it though, is the, um, the experiences that they offer are phenomenal. So I went, um, gosh, I couldn't even tell you what year it was, maybe like 2008, 9, 10, somewhere around there. But I went to, um, it was like a four or five day all intensive experience um, in Colorado that was um, like women leaders, you know, in sport for like new practitioners or new leaders um, mm -hmm. um, to advance. I apologize, I'm bl um, blanking on the it's names okay. of these things, but um, super, super impactful experience. Not only just like push yourself out of your comfort zone, learn some of like the ins and outs of college athletics, but then also building a network. So I would say two of my closest colleagues um, across the country are from that experience, from that um, cohort that I participated in. And they have, you know, from entry level to executive staff to like senior executive staff. So really, you know, for the ability to develop yourself and put yourself out there, it's, it's a great organization for that. 
Oh, wow. So just to touch upon that, with the name of the organization and the um, the event that you were talking about, we'll just add it into the description box if anybody is interested in that. <laughs> and awesome. then finally, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, to the last question, um, what role do you see your role um, as a career and leadership officer and athletic departments in general um, to play further Oh, to further communicate the positive changes which is coming from race and equality? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I really appreciate this question and, and you asking and having a part of it. Um, it's a conversation that we should and should be having and should have been having forever. It's certainly being brought into the, to light right now. And, and um, I, there's a sense of hope in me that it's, mm -hmm. it's different this time and, and we will Definitely. make some some progress there. So that's, you know, the area that I have hope in, um, you know, for me, certainly there's pieces, um, within my role. So whether that's supporting our students of color on their individual career plans, um, and pushing them and empowering them, you know, to, to reach their full potential. Um, it's ensuring that we're partnering with diverse employers, um, who, you know, are, um, have similar views that we do in the support of our uh, marginalized populations, right? So um, engaging with specific employers or diverse employers on that realm. So there's a ton of things like within our unit that we can do, but really honestly, I think the key part is that we're all having these conversations, right? Like we can't leave these conversations to our inclusion and engagement department, mm -hmm. right? Like we have an inclusion and engagement department and they're advancing this mission for our staff and our students but it's not on their shoulders it's on my shoulders you know as in particular as a white person to have these kind of conversations mm. um to advance the, those dialogues right so we do have our inclusion engagement office does have um, what we call affinity groups so we have affinity groups for our um, minority student athletes our international student athletes our lgbtq student athletes and they're starting one for our female student athletes as well so they have these um spaces for specific identities to come to for mm -hmm. support and you know um to work through things together but then there's a i guess i call a parent organization over that that's that's for everyone anyone who wants to grow and um you know learn in these areas become an ally or a co-conspirator or you know participate in this these conversations that's where we all need to do that work um, you know, but in particular, when it, if it boils down to um, my role, it's ensuring that our students of color are having the same exact career and leadership experience, um, or they have access to those opportunities as all of our students do. And I think it's great how um, like colleges are now speaking about it, and there's all these conversations happening within the school, um, not only to progress sport as a whole, but just humanity and coming together and uniting so that's I'm really excited just like yourself and how this is going to turn out cool that is the end of the formal as such questions we have two more questions for you today the first one being if you could be an animal what animal would you be and why oh you're throwing one of those curveballs um <laughs> um you know I guess I would have to say um think I'd love to like be a bird so I can fly or some you know some sort of animal that could fly um I actually hate flying like I don't do well in airplanes but to 
to, to be a bird and have like no concerns about it. Right. Or like just the freedom of up above, you know, kind of the view of everything. So I guess that would be my answer for, you know, quick off the top of my head if I was going to be an animal. <laughs> I feel like it would be quite peaceful just flying in the sky. No traffic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the second question is, if you wasn't working in the role you are currently, where would you be working? What oh, industry? If it wasn't yeah, school related. Yeah, I love that question. Um, so I often tell people if I had a second life, I would totally become an interior designer. Um, I love, you know, like, I don't love the act of like fixing things or like fixing up old things or restoring things, but I love seeing the before and after and the progress and incorporating like old and new into interior design. So for sure, I, I would love to be kind of that, um, some sort of in the creative world of the interior design or like graphic design world for sure. I feel like a lot of people during this uh, social distancing and stay at home have become <laughs> designers of their yeah. own, turning their, their houses from one thing to another. So I can definitely agree with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that is the end of what well, I have no more questions for you, but thank you so much for your time today. It's really appreciated. And thank you to everyone who tuned into our YouTube channel. Stay tuned, subscribe, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Emma, for having me. I was honored. Good.